we have confusion here as to what what is safe and what isn't when it comes to being indoors now with the CDC basically saying if you're if you're vaccinated, you're fine to go maskless indoors. And yet there are still plenty of organizations, businesses, retail outlets, et cetera, who say if you come into this building, you have to have a mask on. Who should we be sort of believing as far as our health is concerned? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's been a challenge for a lot of folks who were a bit surprised by the CDC announcement uh, because there there are some continued concerns. You know, one is, of course, the vaccine's very good, but not 100% protective. And also, how do you actually tell who's been vaccinated and who hasn't? Uh, so I think that's led to a fair amount of confusion uh, among many places. Right, uh, but that's we're never we're never going to be able to know that, are we? I mean, isn't this a permanent problem? Yeah, I mean, so some people have been advocating for vaccine passports, which is not a not a trivial thing, because that's a significant system that needs to be put in place and has to be accurate. And of course, people are questioning uh, privacy concerns, et cetera. So um, if you're going to have a situation where you have different uh, guidelines for vaccinated versus non-vaccinated, one of the first things you have to figure out is how are we going to distinguish between the two? Well, why did the CDC, knowing that this was going to be an issue, knowing that we don't have vaccine passports and are not likely to get vaccine passports, nonetheless say, it's fine, you can you can all go inside if, if you're vaccinated uh, and don't worry about it outside either. I mean, are they that naive that they weren't thinking about the fact that non-vaccinated people are not necessarily going to honor the honor system and, and not go into places? That's yeah, a good question, especially with, you know, there, there have been reports of people faking vaccination cards. So you, sure. you can go online and people are, are, are trying to sell uh, fake vaccination cards. So that's a concern. Uh, the, the thought um, is that maybe having more incentives to, uh, uh, be vaccinated, like saying, okay, if you're vaccinated, you can do these things. You don't have to wear masks, et cetera. But again, the question is, will that really more people to get vaccinated? Well, what about the flip side of it? And and this is what I, I guess I would have optimistically liked to have thought that the CDC basically said, yeah, you know, you might end up in a store with someone who's not vaccinated, who didn't, you know, follow the honor system. And you might come in contact with them and they might breathe on you. But these vaccines are are 95 to 75 percent effective at stopping you from getting it, period. And if you slip in through the 5 percent or slip in through the 25 percent, you're still not going to get much more than a than a than a light flu. In many cases, it seems that many of the pieces, people who are. Uh, getting infected, like the eight players of the New York Yankees or members of the Yankees staff, after the vaccine, are not having any symptoms. So could it be that they're basically just saying, yeah, it's possible that you're still going to get it, but we're not going to have to worry about hospitalization. We're not going to have to worry about deaths. Uh, And so at at some point, it's sort of like saying, well, you're going out during flu season. You might end up getting the flu, but don't worry about it. That's that's definitely true. So you yourself, you've been vaccinated. Your your risk of getting severe COVID drops significantly. Um, so the vaccines actually do offer a very good protection against certainly death and hospitalization and things like that. 
The, the one concern, though, is if you are carrying the virus, we're not sure exactly what the protective effect in terms of carrying the virus. And then you then are exposed to people who are not vaccinated or people who can't be vaccinated because they have weaker immune systems. Then there might be some concerns there. Right. So, yeah, certainly in terms of your own protection, uh, it's not 100 percent, but it's pretty good. So right, but but, but it to, is pretty but it is pretty close to 100 percent for severe and uh, hospitalization and for death, is it not? Both vaccines. Yeah, that's definitely been the measured uh, measured effectiveness in, in different studies and clinical trials. So right now with the current circulating virus uh, strains, it looks pretty effective. Of course, the question is if there's going to be variants. So but that's something that we'll have to look at down down the road. So against the current strains. Yes, it's, it's proven to be quite effective. Speaking of down the road, the first people who got vaccinated got it in December of last year. We're now mm-hmm. already past six months towards that. How does the science work to determine when people, if people, are going to need to get another shot? What do they start have to do new studies? How many people have to be in those studies? What are they looking for, et cetera? Yeah, so the trials are ongoing. Uh, so people were enrolled in the Moderna and Pfizer trials. Uh, enrollment started late July last year. So those folks are still being followed. And so we do know that uh, it's been about six, you know, beyond six to eight months for many of the enrollees, not all of them. And so far, it looks like the protection has continued. So, so far, uh, researchers can say that it looks like protection is at least six months. But then with every passing month, we can follow participants longer and longer. So it really depends on how far we get out beyond the uh, initial enrollment and following these patients to see how long they're actually protected. So that's all we can say right now. How do they and what do they do with these patients that they're following, do they expose them deliberately to COVID uh, to see if they catch it? No, no. They basically follow and then they, they, the patients report, oh, you know, I'm, I'm developing symptoms or I have, you know, I, I'm, I'm sick. And if they're sick, then they need to be tested to see if they actually have COVID. So basically seeing if they, they develop symptoms along the way. So they're just basically watching regular folks who have been vaccinated just a little earlier than the rest of us. Yeah, it used to be years ago, uh, people would do what's called challenge studies where they would deliberately expose you to a virus. But since this virus, of course, is a dangerous virus, you don't want to do that with study participants. So it's really just following them to see if they actually get sick. Meanwhile, finally, what's your understanding of the global situation here? I mean, we're so myopic in the United States. We think, oh, yeah, we are. okay. we have our masks off and everything. The thing's just about over with. But on, on an international scale, it's it's not even fully ramped up yet in many countries. And, and so many countries don't even are, have the vaccine, aren't getting the vaccine anytime soon. Other countries like India are in the throes of a full bore pandemic. What, what, what's the status of the rest of the world? Yeah, we have to keep in mind this is a global pandemic. So as long as the virus is circulating somewhere, it's a risk uh, to all the countries, and especially if you have new variants emerging, they could always come back to the United States. So you mentioned that India uh, has been in the throes of a huge surge. Uh, so they've been struggling. Uh, lots of hospitalizations and deaths, and their, their healthcare system has really been strained by all of this. Then you have 
other countries where, uh, you know, like Brazil, where you've had the spread of the virus. And then in addition to that, other countries where they haven't had as significant spread, they've actually done a good job in terms of preventing the spread of the virus. But at the same time, uh, then you have a number of people who are potentially susceptible to the virus. So different countries have different situations. And it's really important to be able to get as many people in the, throughout the world vaccinated to really uh, try to s- squash this pandemic. Um, and that's a big problem right now because yeah. there's many countries that don't have access to the vaccines or have shortages of the vaccines. So there's been uh, people encouraging the countries to have a large supply of vaccines to try to contribute these vaccines to other countries. Right. That's what President Biden said he was going to do with about 20 million doses. Uh, Bruce Wiley from FICOR and SUNY Grad School of Public Health and Health Policy, thank you for coming on with us as always. Thanks, Mitch.